0: Welcome back to Cheltenham Only Better. We have hopefully all enjoyed the festive period and hopefully no one has eaten too many mince pies. It's only 70 days till Cheltenham, which is crazy. It's coming fast, that is for sure. Um, once again, I'm joined by our two regulars, uh, Jeremy Graf and Daryl Carter. Hopefully they can help find some winners along the way. And special guest returning again, Dan Barber, Um, hopping over from Betfair's Only Better podcast and also the Timeform team. So hopefully, Dan, you've got some new figures and stuff for us as well. This week's a bit different because we're going to be reviewing all the action from the Christmas festive period. And to be honest, I think we've been spoiled. We've had some great racing um, over the last sort of two weeks. I think we need to get stuck into a few of these. Just quickly, without sort of getting into each horse i kind of i'm excited to know from all of you one highlight you get one not blocked literally one horse give us your highlight daryl let's start with you
1: um oh i wasn't expecting this uh i like the run of jupiter the geek uh for gary moore at newbury i think he's going to be significantly underestimated um so yeah he looks exciting.
0: Perfect. We're definitely going to talk more on him. Um, and Dan, what about you? A highlight in particular?
1: Yeah, not uh, not just
2: going to uh, curry favour here necessarily. I'm not doing it for that reason. I know your dad obviously had an unbelievable Christmas period, but I was at Warwick watching on the monitor as Hermes Alain seemed to do plenty chasing the leader and was in front a long way out and didn't actually have to leave the bridle to win. So it's uh, it's one very dear to you, I'm sure, Megan. I thought... I thought Hermès Alm was absolutely brilliant.
0: Yeah, brownie points there. Won't lie to you. Well done, Dan.
3: <laughs> and Jerry, first. what about you? You got a highlight? Um, I suppose I'm going to go very obvious. I'm going to go Constitution Hill. I just, I know it's he's probably becoming a bit reliable now, and kind of we expect big things from him. But once again, he just went out there. I just love how versatile he is to ride. He's just so straightforward. His jumping was very good. I know he missed two out, maybe a small bit, but he lost no ground. I just think he was a highlight for me over Christmas anyway. This side of the this side of the Irish
0: You're not allowed one from the other side just yet. We'll get stuck into some <laughs> of <Not again>. them. <yet. laughs> not yet, not yet. Um, I I would love to know the prizes of who ate the most. I I think I would nearly be up there with favoritism because I ate like a stuffed turkey I'm not gonna lie <laughs> we might have to ask Beth for some special prices on which one of us ate the most most turkey and the most mince pies um we'll start with Unboxing um, Boxing Day and a couple of tracks worth mentioning um Leopardstown we're gonna talk quickly we've mentioned her before Lossy Mouth um I'd be interested Dan to know your opinion she's six to four from eleven to four for the Triumph Hurdle I know that some of her figures I've read and heard, and maybe her times haven't actually been as impressive as, of, as impressive as people necessarily have like talked her up to be.
2: Yeah, that's that's fair comment. Both times have been fairly slow, but I mean, there are there's more than one way to skin a cat, isn't there? And I think visually, she's been, she's been extremely impressive. And the thing to factor in when you're considering her 18, she's currently joint top juvenile at the moment. So one four one p. Uh, she's joint with McTig McTeague, who comes from a race in France, and he hasn't backed it up in two starts since. That's hanging by a thread. So Lossy Mouth is top joint top rated juvenile. I'm sure she'll soon inherit top rated juvenile. Yet she gets seven pounds as well. So you can you can add seven onto that. And it feels like it's been a while since we had. I'm thinking back to a horse like Snowdrop or was it Bill Boer as well. Both trained by in France by Thierry Duman winning triumphs with a filly's allowance it's not been they're not been ten a penny have they um but she does look very good and yeah i think she is the standard so in the division as, as the market tells you that's nothing new i mean her, her her form the first time in that in that bar one juvenile the, the winter festival is is pretty strong
0: yeah interesting um i I don't know that the juvenile division is the strongest it's ever been. Um, Jerry, would it be fair to say that sometimes at Kempton in February comes sort of Adonis that we might possibly see a better British juvenile that maybe has just been given a bit of time?
3: Yeah, definitely. And I suppose it's, you know... Well, the one thing with Lastima, I think, just think, I just what I really like about this filly is that I think whatever she does as a juvenile is good, but I think she's got the scope and even the pedigree to suggest she's actually going, going to go on next year as well. That's what I really like about this filly. You know, sometimes with juveniles, they're not very big. They turn out to be kind of three, four year olds over hurdles, and they don't go on. Whereas I think this filly's got scope to keep improving next year as well. Um, and back to the like, fair enough, they didn't go very quick again the Red Leperstown, but. She was very professional through a race. I just, she spent a bit of time in the air. That was my one criticism. But at the same time, that was reflected in the speed they went. They didn't go very quick. The one horse I just thought was interesting, and I've kind of followed him, is the horse of Joseph Brind, the of Simon Isaac Meneers, uh Nunsrit. I just thought the race today wasn't run to suit. I think this horse wants a proper end-to-end two-mile gallop, which is what he'd get at Cheltenham. Um, he's a son of Golden Horn. I just think he's an interesting horse, and I just... I just think the the stiff test at Shetland would probably bring out a bit more improvement in this horse.
0: Okay, so Lottie Math isn't sort of unbeatable at this stage.
3: No, I just think she's very short, isn't she? You know, and I, 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 like I said, I'm a massive fan of the filly. I really like her and I do like her going forward as well. But I just think, like, an even money six to four, I think she's very short. Bear in mind, we have a few good more, well, a few more trials this, like in England, in Britain, before we kind of decide where. Where to pin our pin our mask pin our caps you know
0: yeah absolutely um another boxing day winner and Daryl will will send this one to you Jerry Colomb who's now shortened five to one from eight to one for the brown advisory a horse we sort of mentioned when talking about that race um on our last podcast um obviously a winner at Limerick were you impressed you think he needed to shorten up?
1: um I don't, he's not done anything wrong, has he? He's unbeaten. Um, he was fairly impressive. I think I think everything he's been doing has been over a trip too short. So I think there's improvement to come in that department when he goes over the longer trips. The market just seems pretty lukewarm on him in, in the Brown advisory into five to one. I mean, you could probably argue that he should be shorter than that on what he's done. Um, I suppose the form's not entirely there. This, this, this is a division that's really just sort of taken its time to try and work itself out and i think the dublin racing festival will definitely um show us tell us a bit more there but uh, there's there's nothing wrong with him actually i mean everyone keeps saying he's slow he needs deep ground i don't know if that's quite the case i think he just needs a trip you know if he's if he's been able to win over two mile three all right albeit on soft ground at limerick um then you know he's he's quite capable of of being even better over three miles I, I, i like the way he got in tight to the last actually uh, on Boxing Day, and then he was able to quicken away from his rivals. Um, I know that the two in behind were well beaten by Mighty Potter, but for for a potential free mile, I mean, they were talking about the National Hunt chase of him. For for a staying horse to be able to quicken up like that, I thought it was quite impressive. Uh, I, again, I'm I'm lukewarm with him because I'm waiting for something to jump out of me and go, "This is a proper great one <laughs> horse." But um, he's done nothing wrong. Yeah. Is the thinking that
2: he's just just been patient with him, or he's actually not easy to get on the track? Because I've had
1: two starts first season, two starts second season, two starts. So yeah, he's first. a bit of a he's a bit of a conundrum, Dan. Because um, they keep saying he wants deep ground. So whether he's had sort of niggly issues or not, and that's the reason they want to run him on that deep ground, that may well be the case, but. Um, it has been a slowly, slowly approach him I well, actually like the approach they're taking with him. Um, they're not exposing him just yet. They're, you know, there's plenty more to come, uh, and he's doing enough to, to keep winning at the moment. So it, it's, it's got to be quite exciting.
0: Do we think he is the um, yard choice for the Brown Advisory? Because as when we when we spoke about that race before, they potentially had a couple that were short enough in the market. But do we think that he is their probably best chance? That for me, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You.
1: Yeah. I. Don't, I. Yeah. I do. I think he's their best chance. Unfortunately, we lost Free stroke Life uh, the other week uh, over Christmas, which was hugely disappointing—a a really promising horse. But uh, yeah, I think he'll be their number one over this distance. I listened to a um, listened to a podcast with one of their one of their owners, uh, and they're talking about Irish nationals and stuff like that. But. They wouldn't, they said they wouldn't like to see him in a if you're if you're not good enough to run in a, in an RSA, you're not going to be good enough to win an Irish national, they said. So we wouldn't want to go down the national hunt chase route, chase route, chase route, which is why the which is the probably the reason the market's a little bit lukewarm on him because they're not too sure where he's going to go. I'd be pretty confident he'd go for the brown advisory.
0: It'd be interesting to see, like you say, Dublin Festival. We'll learn a bit more um once that has been and gone. And then Boxing Day. Over here in the UK, we were pretty spoilt. Jerry, you've already mentioned, obviously, Constitution Hill. Um, I mean, what do you even say? He absolutely bolted up. Now, interestingly, and we'll move on to this horse as well, but after Stateman won, there was plenty of comments and things going around. Constitution Hill wasn't that impressive. Stateman, he can easily beat him. <laughs> Jerry, are you going to be back in Constitution Hill? Oh, come on.
3: Am I going to be backing him or backing him up?
0: Both. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm. I'm sorry, but if anyone can pick holes in his run at, at Kent in other day, they've obviously got too much spare time in their hand. Too much sherry. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just like I said. I mentioned it before, but last year before Chatham when a, when a when a good racing post correspondents said to me that um you know they were worried about him going left handed like talk about trying to pick holes like they'll be, they'd be worried that he's got the wrong shoes on or something now come chat, <laughs> but no he's just he was brilliant and I just do think we're probably all guilty of kind of expecting this perform like a kind of a brilliant performance from this horse now and thankfully he delivered again like the crowd at Kempton on boxing it was just incredible and like I know it was good racing but a lot of the crowd were probably there to see him and obviously very good King George as well you know um, I think at Newcastle a few weeks previous kind of proved that you know there'd never been so many people to Newcastle before they were there to see one horse and he's definitely starting to capture people's imagination um I suppose this week when Nicky kind of confirmed that he'll probably go straight to Cheltenham. um I suppose some people are kind of hoping to see him once more but he's one of those horses he's done enough we, he'll just have a bit of an easy time now and he'll be, he'll be geared towards the Cheltenham in 10 weeks time or whatever it is Jerry who 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 wins?
1: The furthest distance Constitution Hill Or John Bon?
3: Oh <laughs> And yeah And I suppose we've had a few horses Kind of put their um, Showing their colours well Over Christmas Like El Fabiola And stuff like that But no I'd, I'd probably go at Constitution Hill That's probably a safer bet It's a very That's actually a very good question That's actually a good bet Like an amount, like that would actually be a good bet But I'd, oh, I'd be siding with Constitution Hill Probably I mean bless charger He's been an absolute legend In that race particular.
2: He's Constitution Hill is beating him by significantly further than nine and a half lengths, isn't he? Even in his cup final, he's yeah. beaten, he's given weight and a thrash into Epiton. I think Epiton would beat Chartier. She's beaten him in champion hurdles before. I, I, I don't even think it's close. And At least there is a bit of competition to John Bonham again.
3: Honey has been a star, but. Yeah, and, and like, they even re- represent competition. And back back to Epiton there, like some people are kind of saying, and it's easy to kind of say if you don't know the Philly, Oh, she's not once she's not what she once was. Like I promise you, like her work at home has been better than ever. She's been she looks as well as ever. She's she's showing showing no signs of slowing down or losing that speed, even though she's won over two and a half an inch last year. Um, so like she's as good as ever. So that's no excuse either. And like you said, he's just absolutely laughing at her. Really, you know. We've, we
0: I think we've got a freak on our hands. I was actually at Kempton on Boxing Day, and genuinely, he does not blow you away when you look at him. He's improved physically enormous amount, and he's strengthened up loads since I first saw him as a novice. I know Barry Garrity was saying that he had a couple of um, sort of back issues and muscular issues when he was sold, um, and he sort of lost a bit of condition. But he, he's certainly strengthened up since since I've been sort of watching him. But no way does he blow you away. You'd, I heard, pick, I heard, you'd nearly pick every other horse in the paddock before you'd pick him. He just, sort of, you know, plods on round, and <laughs> you know, he just, he's a he's a freak, total freak.
2: I heard something the other day, and Jerry will be able to confirm this. Is it true that they've almost have to relay others up the gallops to live with him? Is there somebody suggested to me that they'll start off with one horse alongside, and when he's blowing him away? Another one joins in like it's Max Zorin in a View to a Kill, like James
3: Bond film or something. <laughs> that that was meant to be one of the best kept secrets until it happened, and then it didn't become a very yeah. It's one of those things. It's yeah. It I actually lovely. think you
0: spilt that secret to us a couple of weeks ago, Jerry.
3: No, I, I think no, I think no. I it really might do have been spilt, that people, <laughs> but then you
0: confirmed. We're going to have to
3: go back and check, maybe, but uh, nothing. <laughs> um, but it's one of those. I'd imagine. I'm going to be very politically i'd imagine you'd have to do it to get a proper work into him dan is probably the best way of putting it unbelievable absolutely <laughs> unbelievable
0: yeah well uh you've got his back gerry i'm not sure you're going to be backing him at 11 to 4 on um it's quite funny actually we were just discussing before we we started recording um that we've got a little bit of a muddle on our paper here because my prices say the constitution hill is 11 to 4 on from 25 to 1 which i'm pretty sure bet they have never offered to- 25 to 1. But if they have, and you got on Constitution Hill at 25 to 1 for the Champion Hurdle this year, then you're a genius. Um, so I think they got that a little bit muddled up, which is quite funny. Still on Kempton, Boxing Day, Time Hill, um reversed form with fabulous seven to one from 14 to 1. I don't think we need a that that's for the Brown advisory, I should say. I don't think we need a huge chat about him, but certainly worth mentioning his improvement with cheap pieces. Um, Jerry, was that the difference or did other horses underperform?
3: Well, first of all, I'm gonna put my hands up and say I got that totally wrong. Um, I think in on one of the podcasts already this year, we kind of said we kind of expect him to go back over hurdles and fair play. They don't call him the master trainer for no reason. Uh, <laughs> fair play to Philip Hobbs, the owners, Tom O'Brien. They didn't lose faith in the horse. They went away. They made a change. They put a set of sheet pieces on, which have definitely helped massively. You know, he's jumping. He didn't spend as much time in the air. He's still not, I still wouldn't, I wouldn't be backing him now for Chetland, but fair play to, to Philip Hobbs. It's like it's a massive achievement to win a grade one with a horse that we were sending back over hurdles. You know, fair yeah. play. It just goes to show, you know, you can come up with as many opinions and theories as you want, but you know, you have to leave it to the people that know the horses best. And you no know, fair play. I thought it was a good performance. The race probably did fall apart a bit, and I thought Tom O'Brien gave him a lovely ride. He gave him a chance. He let him warm up. Um, A few horses, obviously, made bad mistakes and stuff like that on the way around. We lost one or two, but no, fair play. Like I said, I put my hands up. It was an incredible performance, but I still wouldn't be rushing into back him at Cheltenham this year. Um, But no, I thought it was um, I thought it was a great lift for the yard as well. They probably haven't been firing all guns this season so far, but no, I thought it was a brilliant performance.
1: One thing he has got in his favour, though, Jerry, is he's got a fantastic record at Cheltenham and in the spring. Mm. But do you know what? Philip Hobbs come out and said that they were going to send him to the Reynolds Town at Ascot. And that meeting is an absolute graveyard for Cheltenham <laughs> Festival hopes. They've got terrible records. I mean, you can go all the way down the field. Um, see how they've run next time at Cheltenham and it's just been absolutely horrendous because it's in a bog and it's about three and a half weeks out before the Mm. festival and Mm. it just doesn't work. I actually emailed him because I've tipped him in the column as an anti-post bet (laughs) and I've emailed him and pleaded with him and sent him loads of statistics about time he was record fresh and all sorts and he said, we'd consider it.
0: <laughs>
2: one thing I would like to see with him, because it's, it's half similar to last year in that national hunt chase, when we had run wild Fred, who was the established horse with good class handicap form and just got blown away ultimately by Statler. And it's like Guyard de Manier is playing that role this year to some extent, isn't he? He's a very good novice, but he's an established one who has a level, which might be beatable. I'd, actually like to see a horse I think has got so much stamina his time he'll go for that race I know he got to jump more fences but they just if it's anything like last year which a few of us have said is one of the most boring festival races of all time wasn't it <laughs> if it's anything like that they'll just potter around he's jumping won't be put under great deals of pressure it'll be a smallish field and I do think he's an exceedingly strong stay I that's what I'd be doing but as Jerry You'd be slightly said,
0: concerned he'd be too keen wouldn't you over that extended trip with Cheapy's son as well though that would be the only yeah, although, I mean, he's
2: he's always got that slightly idle streak, and I don't know if the cheap piece is going to turn him into a free-going, headstrong thing. Um, and it was encouraging, obviously, to see him jump a bit more economically because he was spending ages in the air at Newbury.
0: Yeah, he was definitely better. And also, I think it's um, fair to say that the sun was causing plenty of problems in that race in particular, and there was a lot of horses that didn't jump well. So for him to improve his jumping that much, with potentially the sun pulling them off as well, was... Um, sort of an extra, an extra bonus point for him, if you like. Um, Brave man's game. He is seven to one from twenty to one for the Gold Cup. He has not been given a Ryanair entry unless Dad stuck him in at eleven fifty nine, and I didn't, I missed it. But mm. <laughs> he has not been given a Ryanair entry. He has got the Gold Cup entry, as I say, seven to one now on the back of that King George win. Um, Daryl, I know that you wish he did have a Ryanair entry, unless you've changed your mind.
1: Yeah, I have changed my Really, I was just doing it for selfish reasons. I tipped him for the right now, trying to be clever <laughs> at 10 to 1. Have you um, sent
0: Dad an email?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I wouldn't dare. He's got a fantastic chance. It, look, you've got to go for the Gold Cup after winning winning at Kempton like that. Um, it, it's as simple as that. It, look, it, for me, he showed something completely different that he hadn't shown me before, which was that stamina, hitting that line hard in a very strongly run race. Um there was loads to like about it. He jumped beautifully. He's just a lo- he's just a lovely, lovely horse. I've liked this horse from the moment I saw him um, in in the flesh. and he's just I. Do you know what? He's so weird because when I actually watched him live at Newbury last season when he beat Pat's Fancy, I thought oh, he's always a bit slow, and then I watch him like zip round Kempton, flying past fences, and I think, Christ, he's not. And then he now he's got that last part to his game where he's hitting that line hard. I know Kempton's a different track. I know people are going to say. Well, he's definitely not going to get the trip at Cheltenham. I don't see anything that suggests that he won't. For me, I think people are crabbing him too early, and I think it's dangerous to do that because uh, he has won at Exeter. You got to remember all those years, uh, a couple of years ago. Um, I was over fences or as a novice over hurdles. You know, that's a stiff enough track. He's a he's a, he's a gorgeous horse. That's I think he's getting better with age. He's stronger mentally. He's 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 much stronger as a horse, and I. I don't see stamina being an issue. Whether he's good enough or not, that will be a different question. But I think they're going for the right race, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, interesting. I um, One thing I would just add there, what you said about, um, you know, he's mentally got better 100%. Um, but also, I think because of that, he's being a lot more relaxed, which is why yeah. you said... One day he's looked slow and then another day he thought, oh, he's actually sharp. I think he's got both. I think he has got the yeah. stamina and the speed, but now he's relaxing. He's allowing that to come through. Um, Jerry, Long Lompresi, it's fair to say, was getting in the way of him slightly with his jumping and possibly Brave Man's game didn't get into a rhythm like he can do. Do you think, therefore, we can upgrade that performance or do you think that pff, you can't really say Lompresi was too much of a problem?
3: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I was I was very disappointed with La press say, regardless of the sun. I know Charlie Deutsch has come out since and said, and it it probably it definitely was a factor. You could it did affect his jumping. But I just think the gold cup picture at the moment, I think there's a lot of question marks over a few of these horses. Like Gallop in the champ, I suppose he's solid top of the market, but people still have it in their mind that he mightn't stay at a three mile two. That's a question mark, Graham. At Plutard, at the moment, is probably not doing a whole pile of exercise. He had, obviously, a bang at Christmas and I think Henry's been out said since that it was a bit more serious than they first thought. home Presse didn't jump well enough the other day and just didn't see... I know he gave away a lot of ground, but he didn't see the race out. Like, I... like. He travelled very well. He probably even travelled a fraction better than Brave Man's game, but he just did not see out the race. Like I wanted him to protect rat. He still has another 5 to £10 pounds to find with some of the better horses in the race. Obviously, Brave Man game, he's there. And I do think he's probably very solid. Um, and I'm just very surprised, just looking at the prices, w- why is he bigger than L'Homme Presse? That's that's what I just kind of find hard enough to understand. It's probably a bit unfair that he's 7-1. to one. Uh, Maybe it's value. But I just do think there's a lot of question marks over a few of these horses uh, for the Gold Cup this year, um, and it's just interesting to see Shishkin's got a Gold Cup entry, which will be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I love <laughs> the way
0: you said that. <laughs> I I'm agree not sure you're totally you convince the Gold Cup's the way to go. Um, it will be interesting also to see what happens with Long Pressley, because there's been a few rumours flying around um since the King George that potential injury. I don't know if that's been well, it hasn't been confirmed, but there has there has been talk flying around race course to race course that he has potentially picked up a, an injury of what depth, I don't know. It could be rubbish, but normally there's not smoke without fire. Um and Dan, obviously, because it was the King George and the Gold Cup, we certainly want to know what your thoughts were um and, and where you put him as well.
2: Yeah, well to going back to the Charlie Hall with your dad's horse brave man's game, I was I wanted to see him really extend on the running and he didn't and I shared reservations that probably a few i put I mean you your old man, when he, when he sets his sights on a target like that, it's just so rare he misses. And him and Protector are sort of in a sim- similar boat, I think. I don't think has achieved as much, but they've both had early season cup finals or first half of the season. And
0: can I ask you quickly there, while you mentioned Protector as well, do you think that um, the ground is going to be the d- big difference between those two? You know, if yeah, the quicker or slower, are you going to favour one or the other?
2: Yeah, I do think there is something in that in Protect Track because I think everybody's had stamina concerns about him when he went to Ainshaw last season in in that race on Tingle Creek Day and we were watching from Sandow and you're like, well, he's, he's, he's absolutely tanking through bad ground here, like freakishly so really, wasn't he? Not many horses travel on bad ground like he does, but then he's obviously developed some stamina to match it. So I do think... He wants softer ground and it might be an issue for Brave Man's game, more so for the emphasis it places on stamina. Now, I don't want to jump the gun here. And obviously what you mentioned with Long Press, I think without any injury concerns that you just mentioned, I think the market's got it right that going back left-handed over a longer distance, Long Press A should be shorter than Brave Man's game. Well, and still. you
0: think that Long Press A's stamina, I know he won a champion last year, in which I'm not going to lie, a race cut up massively. Um you know, at Campton, yes, he jumped left did, but did it not look like he was outstayed or do you think he was outpaced?
2: Well, I don't know. I He's obviously been headed approaching the last and he's a length and a half down, say. I'm guessing he wouldn't have rallied greatly and been beaten by a couple of lengths, but I don't think he was about to wilt and get beaten by 10. And he did. Just going back to watching that old, whatever they call it nowadays, around advisory, last 50 yards, I know he got the run of the race. He is so strong. And he's been chased by a hoy senor, who we know stays very well. Obi is slightly looking a bit of a busted flush. But yeah, I did, what I was going to say is I don't really want to jump the gun, but I almost felt that Stapler did more uh, did more than any horse, almost bar Brave Man's game, to enhance his credentials. So we'll we'll touch upon him later, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, we'll touch upon him. He is unchanged still, fourteen to one for the Gold Cup. Um, right, moving on to our next day, we'll. Through a couple of these slightly quicker, and obviously, some of them will get stuck into a bit more. Um, Dysak Dynamo 9 to 2 from 11 to 1. We've finally seen him over fences. That is obviously for the Arkle. Um, Jerry, if I was you, I'd be slightly nervous because that was an impressive performance. No,
3: be trees, didn't he? No disrespect to horses behind him, but Jesus, yeah, like- the
0: way he did it.
3: Yeah, he Don't jumped. Hold Don't hold back, Jerry. Yeah, he, like the way he did it, he jumped well. He looked a bit more amenable than he was last year. My biggest worry this horse, I still think like he's a typical son of Westerner. He's a forward going, headstrong horse. I would worry about this horse lasting up the season again like he did last year. I know people are saying he's a lot more sensible this year and stuff like that, but well, if he's kind of made um, John Bond drift out a small But well and good It's only It's only going to be better For us really Gary is getting
0: but,
3: the money down Just like It was a good jump performance He did everything well But it was it was one of those You could have run that Novice Chase on Leicester You could have run around Plumpton it was, it was the horse in behind him There was no I love how no, you let him go to
0: Leicester And Plumpton And you know no, You'd no, have sent John Bond To the A-list track
3: There was no depth. I think we know what you were. You know,
0: you're not not impressed. Not
3: worried. No, not like no. Not that I'm not impressed, but I just I don't think he. uh, I'd be worried about him lasting at the season and being too forward, going afresh again like he was last year in the supreme at Cheltenham.
0: Okay, so he can go to sort of a point-to-point track next for his final (laughs) prep ahead of. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, we'll talk about another speed race champion chase. Um, Daryl, Blue Lord, six to one from 16 to one. I think it's the performance they were always sort of hoping he had in him. um, But he finally produced it.
1: Yeah, he did. He was very, very good. Listen, it's not—it's not worth anything. But just to put a little bit of context on it, it was about thirty-seven lengths faster than Dysart Dynamo, so it was pretty, pretty good. I know Dice Dysart just hacked around, but I think that should be the last time Jerry's allowed to comment on an Arkle horse because he's clearly, he's clearly yeah, picking his
0: colours him to him the mast. We're going to discussion.
3: Yeah. <laughs> put, put me also, on use, you put me Cyril, You should have seen how smug
0: Jerry's
1: face was. he's like, "Yeah, of course it was." <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Blue Lord, yeah, he, he's a—he's a nice horse, isn't he? Um, he was he was pretty i don't know he was pretty headstrong in this race i thought and uh he, he tanked through the race quite nicely but it was the it was it was how he picked up after the last that really impressed me now you can crab a bit of the form um a lot of these horses didn't jump very well jeremy's flame made a poor mistake about two out uh, about three out and then was still there at two out and then then fell away uh chacon's bourgeois made a big error that cost him any chance of of getting into the race. A couple of the others didn't jump, jump well at all, but I was still taken with the way he cleared away after the last, Um, they didn't hang around. They went pretty quick and uh, yeah, he's he's got to have a shout. He's definitely improved, hasn't he? He's definitely taking a big step forward there. I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. Another summer on his back has certainly helped. Um, And I know Dan, you wanted to mention, although he obviously didn't complete, but Edward Stone, um, whilst we've got the champion chase, you, you had something on him.
2: Yeah. Again, you, you're always got that question, like the novices of last season, I think people were generally negative and pro- possibly a good reason. Um But both the apparent big guns in him, in Blue Lord and Edward Stone have both come out and shown seemingly much improved form. But I did think the Blue Lord race was set up a bit to run to a big figure. They went, they went hard in front and he was weighted with, he basically got the perfect ride, which is, Standard Town End, isn't it? And Shack and Paul Suarez' chance had gone. I'm I still can't get out of my head that uh, the start before that Blue Lord scrambled home, beating Tornado Flyer, mm. who's who's a King, jo- a flattered King George winner, basically, mm. where there was a pace collapse and didn't back it up subsequently. So I do think everything was in his favour to run to so a big figure, and I don't think that figure was as big as Edward Stone achieved in kicking Grenatine out of the way and because he unseated and didn't complete. I mean, you know, we've joked about Constitution Hill going from two to five to four to 11 just for showing he's still got a pulse. But obviously, firms are dying to to cut horses when they prove their well-being. And the fact he unseated meant he didn't get the chance to do that. And I'm sure he would have just, I think he'd have dotted up again. And I just think he's an extremely solid horse. He was too good for Blue Lord last season when they were novices, when they met in the Arkle, And I still believe that in a properly run race, he is... He is capable of running to regular sort of mid seven loads of mid one seventies figures, and they win you a champion chase most years. How much shorter does he get, Dan? Well, he is having another run, isn't he? There's talk of Clarence House at Ascot, and it yeah. doesn't take it doesn't take a great deal. He's nine to four with the sports book. I've just seen you can. There is bigger available if we're allowed to say that, but I I don't think nine to four is a bad price at all. I don't. I'm not saying he's completely a match. But I sort would, of would you like have that. an
1: Ergamine as five as five for this, would you?
2: Yeah, but I'd be much closer to something yeah. like six to four, seven to four. I really would. Yeah.
0: I really hope that everything turns up in one piece and in good form for the championships. Because like you know, that race can cut up, cut up, and we can have one sort of horse that's so far off in front of the rest. But I actually think we've got a really competitive race on our hands if they all come on their A game. Um another that ran at Leopardstown um, on the same day, Fasil, Vega, um, from Even Money, now 11 to 8 on. So we've got a handful of odds on horses going to Cheltenham or for Cheltenham already, which is bonkers to me. Um, again, those kind of talks, was it that impressive this time? Mm, interesting to know what you guys think. Jerry. is, is Fasil, Vega beatable? Were you impressed?
3: Um. I suppose I was I was I was actually kind of very annoyed after the rest of this like the minute across the line you people actually kind of dissing him straight away and like people don't understand how hard it is for these horses to get him to the track A to let him win B and the winning grade ones and they're still like he won by four lengths but people are still crabbing him they're saying he didn't hit the line strong enough he guessed two out but he guessed two out but he, he lost nothing while he did it you know he's like that's why you run horses in novice hurdles they're novices they're learning their trade like he didn't run the point to point it didn't come from that sphere he's still learning his jumping techniques everything like that and i just think people are very quick 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 to be critical and i think it's very same with this horse um i suppose no no horse is unbeatable we've probably seen that again this year especially over jumps but He's entitled to be favoured. He's probably very short now. Um, but yeah, like I said, from Paul Town, and he's got ten weeks to wait. And Jesus, I'd say he, he won't sleep for much of those ten, 10 weeks. Looking at the book of rides he has there. Mm. It's incredible. But he still has to get there. But He's very short, top of the market. But I, I, I thought it was still a good run today. I suppose people are always kind of saying, "Oh, yeah, what? How many horses in around the them are actually really trying, and they don't want to finish too close to them and stuff like that." But they're still entered, they're still declared, they're taking a chance, and he's still winning, so he's still unbeaten. So yeah, until he's beaten, I don't think people can knock him too much.
0: Hopefully, was the emphatic winner of the Tollworth this weekend, and then you know we might throw something in the mix there. Um, we've got. Don't want to be rude, but I I think comfort zone 14-1 to from 20-1 in the triumph hurdle. We don't probably need to get stuck into that too much. Um, So we'll move on to the 28th. We'll go back to Ireland again. Leopard's down. Home by the least. 6-1 to from 20-1 to in the stayer's hurdle. Um, Dan, what do you think? This is a division that still looks relatively open.
2: Isn't it, Josh? I was going to say exactly that. It's... It's pretty bonkers, isn't it? At this point, we're five to one. The field, Thorin Porter, who I don't know, has he taken a backward step? He's certainly not. He's certainly not hit the heights in a couple of runs this season that he did last. Um, and home by the Lee has gone from being a complete rag last year when he was thirty threes and seemingly beaten on merit to sort of looking a different horse because it was one thing wearing down Bob Ollinger and his inability to breathe it seems in the latter stages of races um having been hard work to absolutely powering through the race over Christmas which was which was rather unlike him but I still think I've got reservations about that group as a whole and my love affair with Paisley Park has been ongoing for a good few years now but I mean he's four; just would not lay him at 14s in a year that looks weaker he looks even if he's not every bit as good as ever he possibly wouldn't have to be. And yeah, he's a 14th chance to see on the sports book. And again, he's home by the Lee's the one who got the headlines over Christmas. But I thought Paisley Park did plenty to encourage. Obviously, he'd want softer ground and a properly run race, which he didn't really get last year. But he, he motored on into a place twelve in March last season. And I think the fire still burns very brightly with this old horse.
0: I think it's fair to say with Paisley Park that after you know obviously the, the slight issues that he had and with his heart and everything it can take a horse a bit of time and a bit of confidence to sort of get over that and and you know trust that they're not going to have the same problem again I guess and you know now he's clearly in good form and in good health this year. I, I would be with with you on that one Dan. Um why
2: is he why is he a short, why is Ashdale Bob a shorter price than him? He's a significantly better horse than Ashdale Bob. Imagine he'd have run in that in the Stay in handicap last season. We just won it by half the track.
0: I love it. We haven't actually got stuck into the stairs yet. In the next couple of weeks, we will do. Um, Daryl, I'm gonna go quickly to conflated with you. I've got another horse, obviously, that you wanted to mention that ran Lebassan this day as well. But conflated 12 to 1 from 33 to 1 for the Gold Cup and is definitely going for it this time around.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter where we go for now, you've got no chance. <laughs> um i don't like i don't like he's, he's he's won two races now at two stables chases both of them he's been he's been well positioned it's just a very steadily run race um even his race before oh, that man. when he was behind Envoy allen it was just very steadily run it was slower than the handicap on the card and he's just these flat tracks or sort of speed tracks he's just getting getting away with it where he's well positioned i thought the form in terms of the form of the race I, I think it's of yesteryear, if you like. Um, I think there's so many more stronger candidates out there. I don't think he's got a chance in hell. Simple Thanks. as
0: that. And a horse that you were uh, keen to pick up on, also from Leopard Sound, is Maxim.
1: Yeah, just touch on Maxim, um, and it relates back to that Stayers Hurdle as well because he was actually so impressive in comparison to that Home by the Lee race. He was really, really impressive. Um, Home by the Lee only actually made up ground on him in the overall circuit time from the last to the line, and that's where Maxim was just being eased down. He looks a very, very smart animal indeed. I mean, he's a twenty-five to one shot for the uh, for the Stayers Hurdle, but. You know, he is favourite for attempts now. That was a attempts qualifier. Uh, I think he's going to be in and around the 145 to 147 mark. I think we could be looking at a grade one performer going forward. So he excites me. Home by the league in turn completely doesn't. So,
2: yeah, I think aged five, they are, will they be six? I think they're more likely to go attempts this year. If they, if they go in the handicap route now, I think it would tempts this year and stay as so next. Yeah. So
1: Whilst well, they've
0: still got a mark where he, you know, it's, it, yeah. it's sort of realistic I mean, it, and doable
1: we will find out in January because Gordon normally enters his horses at Warwick, so keep an eye on those heads. <laughs> uh, they get an English mark. Um, if he, can, you know what I mean. Look, if he's if he's good enough to go close in the status hurdle, we'd be an absolute cert- certainty off a mark of hundred forty five in a potential you'd like to think. So I, I, I suspect that's the way they'll definitely go. Um,
0: also, the twenty eighth, we had Limerick and we saw a mare absolutely bolt up. Allegory De Vasti, she's ninety four from. 130 in the mares. Obviously, a, a relatively new race. Um, they'll be delighted that that's been added because that looks a, a perfect path for her. Jerry, what did you think of her chasing performance?
3: Yeah, like I said, she's um, has she gone? In, she's gone favourite for the race at Cheltenham, hasn't she? Um, yeah I think was yeah. favoritism yeah. Yeah she's gone in yeah she was she was impressive she won by about 20 lengths. she bolted up really didn't she um it's one of those races I, I'm a massive fan of mare's races and stuff like that but it's one of those races I... I don't have a massive view on at Cheltenham, that especially that chase. Um a lot of mayors, as we know, don't actually make chasers. Um so sometimes I just think you can get funny results and stuff like that. But she's entitled to be ahead of the market. She's she was very impressive the way she jumped the other day. You know, that was it was very taking performance. And yeah, I think she's she's definitely entitled to be up there, um, the head of the market.
0: Right, we're going to step forward another day. And Jerry, you're not allowed in on this discussion because we're going to be talking about State Man, and you're probably going to send him to a point-to-point. Um, so we'll go to Daryl and Dan for now. Um, <coughs> Daryl, Man's 4-1 from 5-1, not much change for the champion hurdle. Um, once again, impressive. Where does he stand in your eyes coming into the champion hurdle with constitution Hill?
1: Yeah, look, in a normal year, my goodness me, it'd take a world of beating, wouldn't he? Even Vauban will be fighting out favouritism, that's for sure. But we've just got this absolute freak Constitution Hill as we keep touching on. Um, look, I think you give him a race to the home turn, and then uh, I expect Constitution Hill to pull away. Um, it's, it looks like it's going to be a competitive enough race. Look, it, nothing's ever a certainty, is it? Especially at Cheltenham. You know, it only takes something to fall in front of you, or something to, or something to, you know upset the, the apple cart but look, he's definitely a worthy second favourite if Constitution Hill wasn't in there God you'd be all over him wouldn't you
0: Yeah absolutely I it's hard, I you wouldn't want to in, underestimate this horse, he's certainly an mm. improver um, but like you say we have got a free, Dan where do you stand quickly on, on State Man?
2: Yeah we'll be quick to mention him briefly but he sort of feels like a pretty normal sort of champion hurdle level horse, so 170-ish maybe low 170s which wins you a champion hurdle in seven years out of ten, but unfortunately he's in one of the three years where we've got the best hurdle I've ever seen over two miles, so (laughs) I think if Constitution shows his form, then State Man's playing for second.
0: Interesting that um, you know the the, the Irish are very much thinking State Man can put a proper fight up to Constitution Hill, and they're they're certainly uh, happy that he's the price that he is. It'll be really interesting, I again hope that they all come in tip-top shape um, for Cheltenham. We're going to move on to Newbury and actually Jet Powered, who was really disappointing, has drifted out to 33 to 1 from 7 to 1 for the Supreme. Jerry, we'll get a quick word on him from you. But Jupiter DeCart- DeGuyte, um, who Gary Moore was totally shocked and managed to win, he's been introduced 9 to 1 for the triumph hurdle. And um, Jerry, we'll go to you first. Can we start quickly um, on Jet Powered? disappointing no doubt but was there
3: much that's come from that or you know that's as good as he is um well i suppose it's one of those like he, he's obviously definitely much better than that i think it was very obvious he jumped and traveled very well for 75 80 percent of the race and stopped very quickly up the home straight he'll be kind of undergoing full mot this week as we speak and stuff like that just to see if we can, anything can come to light but obviously we're very disappointed Um, I know it was only an introductory hurdle, but he was a one to three shot for a good reason. Uh, The performance he put up in debut was good. Um, Don't get me wrong. He probably surprises a small bit on debut how good he was visually. Um, He hadn't probably shown that much brilliance at home, but like he's one of those horses, he's a big scopey horse. He'll keep improving physically, but he was massively disappointing. He was the one horse now that we wanted to see go and win easily enough, and kind of conquered himself at the second favourite at the you know, top of the market there with uh, for the Supreme. But it was very disappointing. Hopefully something comes to light. Um, Nothing has at the moment anyway, but hopefully it does and we can get it sorted by the time um, March comes around.
0: He could potentially end up going for a handicap. I Well, I mean, you, would, you, you wouldn't run in the Supreme on, on the back of that. And, you know, if there is a slight issue, he's, he might not have time to run again.
3: Yeah, he's one of those. He'd need to have another run. Anyway. He'd have another um, run for
0: a handicap
2: market. Think anyway, you need yeah, two, yeah. don't you? Now they're saying that you've got to four to run in one of these premier handicaps.
3: Yeah, and to be honest, he's kind of he's the kind of horse that we think is a good horse. So he he, he wouldn't be running a handicap this year if he didn't go to Chatham, it Wouldn't be the end of the world. He might go to Entry, be trained for Entry. But yeah, he won't. I wouldn't be back in for the for the county hurdle or anything. That's for sure. Um,
0: ground possibly another thing. The ground was pretty atrocious that day, but Jupiter the guy, did not mind it whatsoever. Um,
3: what did you think of that performance? Is he a transfer horse? Yeah, I suppose it was one of those, I'm not going to lie, when I watched the race, I wasn't really watching the horse through the race, you know, and things like that. I was watching Jet Power, but I just couldn't believe the distance. When, when we kind of knew Jet Power was in trouble, I just couldn't believe the distance he put between himself and the rest of the field. I suppose the flip side of that is then when you're riding in races like that, you're kind of expecting Jet Power to win. So a lot of lads were following Jet Power, following Nico. see where he was. All of a sudden, they knew he's in trouble. Look up and Sean Hulin, or not Sean Hoolan, um, Niall Hoolan has stolen a march on the field. So it's, I wouldn't read massively into the distances. It could be a bit of a funny result. Uh, I think his next run will be very important. Uh, I'd imagine they'll probably go to Kempton or you know that might be the obvious step for him. Um, but I think his next one will be very interesting and I I hope he's a good horse because the the moors they deserve they're very good with their juveniles and younger horses and hopefully he's another one for them Yeah, a very good Christmas period
0: for Nahulhan um, that's for sure Uh, Another horse that day Hermes Allen is shortened 7-2 from 9-1 for the Ballymore Dan, he was your highlight of the Christmas period Again, as I mentioned the ground was totally atrocious but he didn't seem to mind it too much
2: No, he was great and what was what struck me most was obviously Harry's done too much on on the mare of of, of his, de- his brothers, and then Hermes Alain finds himself having to chase that one down. Maybe this is just you know anecdotal, but I always feel I'd rather be towards the near side rail than down the centre of the track there on bad ground. And he's gone up the centre of the track. A challenger emerges down the outside. He can't get him off the bridle. A closer from off the strong pace closes him down you think well is he going to be left vulnerable and I don't know what Harry told you he had left under him but it was still impressive that at no stage did he have to push him along and I I, it's not a it's a bit tired isn't it to say oh if he was trained by Mullins and particularly to your dad who's one of the very best trainers I've ever seen but at the same time that was a sort of performance we see from a Mullins novice and it's been a good old while since I saw a British horse do something like that over here and make you think actually he would be favourite for a Cheltenham novice based on, on what he's done there.
0: Yeah, interesting to see how he goes. He'll obviously go straight to the Ballymore. A few of these that have run over the Christmas period are going to go straight um, to the Cheltenham Festival. Um, Daryl, what did you think of the performance? Were you, were you impressed?
1: Um, Yeah, I was impressed. I think it's been blown out of proportion a little bit, if I'm being completely honest. Um, But on the positive side of things, he's... He's done it fairly fairly easily. Um, it, he's got that bit of old course form at Cheltenham under his belt. He's won his grade one, something else no other horse has done. He's really definitely entitled to be favourite for the race. Um, I would just say that this was a lopsided market when it opened up. Okay, he was 10 to 11 on. It was 8 to 1 bar. They backed Joyo Mashan for some reason, considering he hates desperate ground. I was also slightly... Um, Annoyed when people kept saying that he was fast five seconds faster than the handicap earlier on the card. Now, that's all well and good, but you need to know what that handicap did. And that handicap was terribly slowly run earlier on the card like, terribly slowly run. Keep saying, hearing people say that uh, Vicky Vale went off flying off at a a hell of a gallop wasn't the case at all. Didn't go off at a hell of a gallop at all. We just went off at a decent pace. Thought Hermes Allen was sat exactly where he wanted needed to be. Look, Harry gave him a fantastic ride, went around that inside. And after listening to Barry Ger- Geraghty recently, apparently that's exactly where you want to be on the new uh, the uh, Newbury track. You guys tell me more about that when they've watered. Um, I thought he was given a great ride. Look, the, the thing that makes me question it is that the second horse of Snowden's, you wear it well, is it you wear it well? Yeah, she was given him seven and a half lengths at the first hurdle, right. She ran exactly the same circuit time as Hermes Allen did and ran exactly the same time from free out to the finish. Now that's nothing against Hermes Allen. That is, in fact, uh, props to the, the second horse, who was actually probably run far better than anyone actually realizes. So she could potentially be a one thirty horse. Now he has done it fairly easy on the bridle, but those sort of things just make me question how good the performance actually was. And um, you should never compare times across the days, especially when it, especially when it's raining. You should never compare times across the days, right? But for example, Jupiter the Geek, his two mile circuit time was 27 lengths faster than Hermes Allen was. So, and again, we don't know how much rain's got into the ground. So that's not reliable, but it, we just need some sort of context to take to see what he what he's actually achieved. Other than that, <laughs> other than that, I think he's a very good horse. He's a very nice horse. He deserves to be favorite at Ballymore, but I'm just not getting as excited as everybody else is, if that makes sense. The thing i say about it, the time
2: comparisons, though, is it's so rare that a uh, a race later on the card on soft or heavy ground is ever anywhere anything like as quick. It is, but that, that handicap of so
1: slow. They were they were so slow. It's it was ridiculous. I mean, I think they were. So I've got here at four out. Warranty, who was leading the um, leading that handicap? He was twenty four lengths behind uh, Klitschko, who was last in the Jupiter the Geek field. So, and I know obviously. The, the rain, etc. We should be—we shouldn't really compare in times, but just to give you a bit of context, twenty-four lengths behind the last horse in a Jupiter to Geek race. So that's how slow that handicap went.
0: We've got a Daryl class there. Don't compare the times, but here are the
1: times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be the ball guy that brings everyone down. But I just like when I, when a horse gets really excited, you just got to try and find some sort of context to try and put something on it. You know?
3: Yeah,
0: so, no, totally, I totally understand what you're saying. In, in all fairness, um, one thing I will say is that by the shallow, and obviously after the the jockeys were saying it was heavy, yeah. um, and the ground was totally cut up. Harry Cobden obviously went down the paint to try and get the one strip of fresh ground. Everyone else, or the majority of others, tried to go wider for the other bit of fresher ground. Yeah. Um, but well, as soon you- as that ground has started to, to open up, and the rain gets in. The difference, and Jerry will be able to say as well, the difference between one race to the next, never mind sort of three or four, can be enormous, and it is like riding on two different tracks on two different mm. surfaces. But that's, so that's, I, I, that's I think that's it's hard pro- to look into that.
1: That's then props for the second who's run exactly the same same circuit time as the winner. So there's still something. Well, then that's in a good that ride from Harry
0: Cobden stealing lengths at a crucial time at the start.
1: Well, um, no, he gave us seven. He gave her seven. She gave him seven and a half lengths at the start. She's been beating four lengths, right? I. I'm just saying she's run really well and I've, no one's really noticed it. So
2: yeah, she's run really
1: it. well. I'm not saying it's against Hermes Allen. I'm saying she's run really well.
2: it? I know he gave her seven because she may but there is something, I just think the, the bare facts of a race where 12 set out all promising, six of them are so exhausted they pull up and the distances are nearly five, nearly 10, 18, and the last horse is beaten 30-odd. To overcome... What are clearly very attritional conditions, and yeah. not have to be flat out was was a pretty striking display. You know, just what what an engine he might have, because I thought that might be his undoing, because he looked a speed horse. I thought when I was at Cheltenham.
0: Well, I think I, I I actually think that Harry Cobden totally agreed, and they they were umming and ahhing to run him, but he's never tried it, never testing it so you you couldn't not run um and by no means are they the conditions that he wants so you know mm. that that was um good to see right we're gonna have to move on from that because time is ticking away so I'm Muffles. gonna just rattle through a couple of these um into the new year Tremor Manella Rindo 20 to 1 from 33 to 1 uh for the gold cut and Statler is unchanged 14 to 1 still from um for the gold cut over at Fairy House, James the Burley 8 to 1 from 12 to 1 for the Turners and 10 to 1 from 14 to 1 from the Black Brown Advisory. Um, interesting to see which direction um, that horse ends up going. We will obviously touch base on those races again closer to the festival. Um, and at Cheltenham itself on New Year's Day, the Real wacker, 16 to 1 from 33 to 1 for the Brown Advisory. And quickly, Jerry, the last horse we're going to um, ask you about there is Marie's Rock, 4 to 1 from 8 to 1 for the Mare's Hurdle. What an absolute star and what a performance she
3: came back with. Yeah, I think she was, um, she was very impressive. My biggest worry with her going into the race is that she's a gassy, keen, forward-going filly. Um, she's, you know, she's done loads of work at home. She was fit, don't get me wrong, but I was just worried she was going to be a bit gassy and free early and she still was and she still found plenty from the back of the last. I thought that was a massive performance and I just realised she, she got a real good kind of, um, I think people have kind of sat back and kind of really appreciate how good a mare she is now. Even even though she won a Grade One last year at Cheltenham, I think um, I think really people stood back after Sunday and um, really appreciate how good she really is. And she's a filly to look forward to. She might have one more run and then straight on to Cheltenham.
2: Yeah, I think I was guilty of that. She had that slightly lost season she had, sort of meant that she, she she lost a bit of a luster. But she's she's absolutely brilliant. She's she's re- got a proper turn of foot, hasn't she?
3: Yeah, definitely. And it's incredible like that, that season that she kind of disappeared. There was actually talk she was going to be retired and sold as a broodmare. So it just goes to show like Mm -hmm. you you can jump to conclusions very quickly. Uh, We never actually found what actually came of it. Uh, She had her wind tweaked and stuff like that. But since since last season, she's been a different mare. And like I said, I think people are really appreciating how good she is now and how good she could be still going forward. Yeah, she,
0: um, she made me laugh afterwards, when she's still fresh as a paint, and they were trying to interview Nico, and she scooted across the track, and then came into the winner's enclosure. Someone tried to give her a pat, and she ran away again. She was fresh as paint afterwards, so that's always good to see. Um, right, really quickly, can we please have a clip from everyone, 20 pounds, do what you like, on one of the horses we've mentioned over the festive period, um daryl we'll start with you i think i know where it's going to be but let's confirm
1: yeah I, i'll do i'll take a chance with uh with, with uh, jupiter the geek for me
0: oh blimey i thought it was maxim nailed on
1: oh no 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 not yet because i don't think he'll be much too too much shorter on the day you know but i can see jupiter the geek if he goes and reproduces that effort then i think he could shorten up again so
0: right and that's for the triumph yeah
1: yes
2: please yeah uh,
0: um dan
2: Shameful. I think I might have mentioned Edward Stone last time. I, was like, I need to stop this fascination. So I'm going to go elsewhere, actually. And <laughs> we didn't mention him properly, just in dispatches then. But I think Statler is overpriced each way for the Gold Cup. Gave £8 to Manella Indo. Really promising return. Cheltenham farm. Thuristeya. I thought he's got a lot going for him. That track wasn't ideal for him at Tremor even, was it? No, he just doesn't want to be whizzing around a place like that, does he? Nah.
0: And and Jerry?
3: Uh I'm going to go for... Jerry Calom in the Brown Advisory. I, Just because he's I, called Jerry. <laughs> Jerry thing. Jerry with an I instead of a Y yeah.
0: <laughs> and a G instead of a J. True, very true. <laughs> I actually don't even know. I actually think I'm going to go Marie's Rock four to one for the Mares because she was really impressive on that comeback performance and she likes and That's proven. So I'm going to go Marie's Rock um, for the Mayor's Hurdle. So that is all for this week don't forget everyone who is listening and um, we have weighed in on mondays and racing only better on thursdays um loads of action obviously still to come in the next few weeks um everyone please remember to uh, to gamble responsibly um and thank you all for your help and hopefully we find lots of winners